Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seed's website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. I'm having some fun talking to Jeannie Chilson from Chilson Motors. And we're talking Ram trucks. And there's an awful lot of pride that goes with the Ram truck owners and the technology and the creators of those Ram trucks. And they have a lot to offer. Absolutely. Ram offers anywhere from a 1500 series all the way up to a 5500 series. So whether you're just towing something around town or you need us to customize it for your business or for your work, we have the Ram experts to do so. Ram trucks are so versatile. You can find them working hard to a night out on the town and they fit right in where wherever they go. Absolutely. Ram has worked very hard to create an interior on their trucks that is really a luxury vehicle in a truck. Excellent layout of seating, appointments, and they have really worked hard on the detail of their trucks to give owners a really comfortable, well-appointed driving experience. Ram really looks out for their customers by creating great value in their truck. Absolutely. Ram offers so many different engine options as well, too, from the diesel to the classic V8 Hemi to the new TRX, which has a lot of horsepower. How can we find out more about Ram trucks? You can visit either of our two showrooms, Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Highway 53 in Chippewa Falls or Chilson's Corner Motors in Cadott at the corner of Highway X and Highway 27. Or you can visit us on the web at chilson.com. Remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. To kick off your Monday morning, good morning to you. I'm Kristen Smith, along with Joe Welke. Good morning, Jill, and how was your weekend? It was good. It was good. And did you bring me anything special today? I didn't, because I did not go down to the Wisconsin State Fair. I'm heartbroken. Well, <laughs> we talked about this last week. Well, you know what? No, I don't. <laughs> I'm. I was really so you, hoping for one. So you think that I'm a good cook and that I can make you some cream puffs? Because I'm not planning on traveling down to the Wisconsin State Fair. Are they going to be just as good as the Wisconsin State Fair cream puffs, or are they going to be better? Better. Oh well, then yes, that'll work. Okay. So okay. I'm, I'm going to get right on that. Oh, great. Okay. Well, you see me rolling my eyes right now. I know. I, I'm not feeling the love here. Well, are you going to start cooking for me something? I made pumpkin bars because today is my husband's birthday. Well, happy birthday, Luke. Yes. He's 44. Wow. Double fours. Huh. I know. Married to an old man now. <laughs> yep. That's what I told him last night. I'm like, well, enjoy being 43 for a few more hours. He's like, I wasn't born until like 3.30 in the afternoon. I'm like, well... Still, I think twelve oh one. We should have like gotten out like, like those party poppers and and the big horns mm-hmm. and put the hat on. Maybe him some and, fireworks. Well, would you put a hat on him or would you rather put one of those bands with the uh, uh, something obnoxious <laughs> bouncing back and forth? Yeah, something obnoxious for him on his birthday. Well, absolutely. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it's an interesting morning today. You know, I woke up. My thermostat said one thing. 
The outside temperature is another, and it was actually kind of foggy on the way in in certain spots. It was just kind of goofy. It was foggy on my way in, too. Yeah. And it wasn't because my contacts were messed up. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was literally foggy. Sure, that's what I think, too. <laughs> All right, we got a busy morning for you here at Wax 104.5. We've got news coming up, weather, markets, and a whole lot more. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's one of those beautiful mornings outside where it's not too cold, not too warm, but yeah, it's just one of those nice mornings. Three deer on my way in, so nothing too crazy. How about you, Jill? Did you see any deer on your way in? I did not. I saw one orange cat. One orange cat. I saw three deer, one fox, and an unknown object. (laughs) Not sure what it was. I couldn't tell if it was a fox, coyote, or big cat. Oh. Well, my question for the day is, so we know when the black cat crosses your path is supposed to be uh, bad luck. What about when that orange cat crosses your path? Does that mean good luck? I think it means you bring your coworker some cream puffs to work. (laughs) Gee whiz. You're not going to let that go, are you? Oh, no. I want my cream puff. I haven't been to the fair in a long time, so... We need somebody to bring me a cream puff. <laughs> okay. Okay. But right now, we got a little bit of Toby Keith for you this morning. And that's Toby Keith at 501 on 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. It's that time of the morning to check in with some national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Former President Trump's legal team has until the end of the day to respond to special counsel Jack Smith's motion for a protective order. Smith filed the motion Friday after Trump posted on Truth Social, If you go after me, I'm coming after you. Trump pleaded not guilty Thursday to criminal charges connected to his alleged efforts to overturn the 2020 presidential election. Smith wrote in his filing that public posts by the former president about the case could have a harmful chilling effect on witnesses or adversely affect the fair administration of justice. Trump has until 5 p.m. Eastern to respond. A former attorney general in the Trump administration says he's willing to testify against the former president. It satisfied us that there was no basis for concluding that there had been fraud in those instances. Some of them were obvious. Speaking on CBS Face the Nation, Bill Barr reiterated that he told Trump in no uncertain terms there was no evidence of fraud in the 2020 presidential election. Barr, who also served as attorney general under President George H.W. Bush, was appointed by Trump in 2019. Barr resigned a month after the 2020 election. President Biden heads west this week. He'll be visiting the key battleground state of Arizona to tout his economic policies. Biden will also travel to New Mexico and Utah as part of the trip. Biden's western swing is scheduled to wrap up Thursday. Officials in Alaska's capital city are issuing an emergency declaration amid major flooding from a glacier lake outburst. Chris Caraggio reports. It's being fueled by ice melt from the Mendenhall Glacier, located roughly 12 miles north of Juneau. Referring to the flooding as an extreme event, the National Weather Service says it's destroyed several structures along the Mendenhall River, including at least two homes that have been lost in recent days. Residents are being told to stay away from the riverbank. I'm Chris Caraggio. And at least two people are dead after a boat fire in Southern California. Fire officials say it happened Saturday in Long Beach near a fuel dock. Authorities are investigating the cause. You're listening to the latest from NBC News Radio. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's a Monday morning and we are busy this morning. We've got your weather, news, and markets. And Jill, I think that's something we should kind of talk about. I know we're looking ahead to the fall harvest. 
And it's a ways away. It seems like it's far, but really it's not. I mean, we're in August. Well, it's not. And actually, I've been seeing some oats come off. And, mm-hmm. you know, if you look at your Facebook, they are showing all kinds of harvest from the hay to a lot of wheat coming off. Oh, yeah. So and we need to look ahead. And it's never too early to start checking your grain equipment like augers and grain bins and making safety checklists. A few tips are utilizing the lockout, tag out, tag, lockout, tag out system, <laughs> lockout, tag out system using the buddy system. And, you know, that is so important because oh, yeah. it seems like, you know, there with fewer farmers out there, there just isn't, you know, your buddy out there to make sure that you're okay mm-hmm. and wearing a harness. A few extra minutes of time can make all the difference. Back in 2021, there were 29 reported grain bin entrapments where 11 people, unfortunately, didn't make it. And according to some statistics, the number increases by 30% each year. So be safe. Make sure people know where you are and know when you're expected home. Exactly. I mean, the lockout takeout system, when I first heard about that, I'm like, how does that work? Well, it's easy. You don't get into that bin or into that equipment unless that lock is off. So there's one person that has to unlock it. Then you have to go in. Well, there's your buddy. Yeah. I mean, grain bins can be, I mean, it's a blink of an eye and you're hooked. You're gone. Yeah. I actually, there was a neighbor down by Augusta that got caught in a grain bin Mm -hmm. and he he did make it, but it was, it was touch and go and he was alone, which he should have never been. And... You know, and the scary thing about that story is, you know, you said there were 29 reported grain bin entrapments. That's just the re- that's the ones that they had to get assistance and said, "Hey, we we have a problem." What about those other close calls where somebody didn't call it in? Right, and were able to get out, but hopefully they had a buddy with them to help them out. Yeah, yeah, it's some scary stuff. So take those extra minutes. You know, there's some rain coming up in the forecast, not today, hopefully, but like Wednesday, Thursday-ish, somewhere in there. Take that extra time and just double check. I mean, it takes, you know, even if it takes a half hour out of your day, that's a half hour more safe that you are for your family, your loved ones, and neighbors, friends, family, everyone. And actually, I've been, um, I did some research this last year about the safety stuff, and there are checklists available out there that you can post on your on your grain bin if you've got somebody new coming in or if you've got some employees that would help them to you know be aware because maybe they don't even know about the dangers mm-hmm. but, you know get those checklists out there and take your time and be safe exactly well we've got your morning weather that will be coming in next wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report all right let's take a look at your morning weather this morning today is going to be a mostly or i should Partly sunny day today with a high of 83. Tonight is going to be mostly clear with a low of 55. Tomorrow, sunny and nice with a high of 84. Tomorrow night, it's going to be a clear night with a low of 60. So we're doing good. Wednesday, partly cloudy with a chance of some showers or possibly a thunderstorm. They're going to be popping up. High of 84. Wednesday night, there's going to be some rain early on. And then it's just going to be a cloudy night with a low of 58. So not too bad to kick off this week. First full week in August. Temperatures around the area right now, we've got 56 degrees over in Medford. La Crosse is at 67 degrees. Marshfield's at 60. Green Bay, 65 degrees. Rice Lake, 58. Wausau's at 60. Madison is at 65. And Milwaukee is at 67 degrees. 
right here in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area. We are at 62 degrees, not too far away from our high. Well, about 21 degrees, but that'll warm up in a quick hurry. Partly sunny day, though, so get ready for that. We've got your morning markets. Those are coming in next, and they'll be brought to you by... Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And this morning's markets, again, are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And Jill, kick us off for the morning. Our cash livestock will lead off with our choice-fed beef. Steers are 175 to 187, with mixed at 137 to 173. Choice-fed beef heifers are 174 to 181, with mixed at 120 to 173. Choice-fed Holstein steers are 154 to 167, with select and silage-fed steers 128 to 153. Cows are 80 to 110, with a top of 136. Bulls are 114 to 130. Butcher hogs are 52 to 89, with sows at 50 to 62, and boars at 22 to 27. Shorn market lambs are 150 to 185. Feeder lambs are 50 to 180. Ewes are 50 to 85. Small goats are 10 to 140. Medium goats are 80 to 200. Large goats are 107 to... <laughs> Bob's writing is kind of bad on this one. <laughs> Made me laugh. Large goats are 107 to 460, and nanny goats are 5 to 255. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jill. And switching over to that Mercantile Exchange, live cattle for August is at 180.90. That's up 240. October's at 182.90, up $1.60. December's at 187.05, up $1.50. Feeder cattle for August is at 249.52 up a dollar 57. September's at 253.45 up a dollar 80. October's at 255.42 up $2. Lean hogs for August at 101.02 up 2 cents. October's at 83.07 up a dollar 2. December's at 75.30 up 75 cents. On the Chicago Board of Trade on the overnight, your December corn was unchanged at 497. December oats were up a penny at 440. November beans took a hit down 26 cents to 1306. Your December soybean meal was down 640 a ton to 391.30 a ton. And your December wheat was up 11 at 672. On the dairy side, barrel cheese down a nickel on Friday to $1.77 and a half. Your blocks were up a half a cent to $1.96 and a half. Your double A grade butter up a half a cent to $262. Class 3 futures for August up 11 to 17.20. September up 29 cents to 17.48. October up 13 cents to 17.80. November up 11 cents to 18.11. December was up 3 cents to 18.10. And then the markets were mostly upward into 2024. And that's a look at your morning markets here on WAX. And we'll be hearing from Bob Bosold coming up here in just a little bit from a Dr. Jack Daniels at Madison College. He'll be talking about agricultural education. So you know he he knows what he's talking about. I mean, the big JD, everyone knows when when you have a little Jack Daniels in your life, it's good. It, it is good or something. <laughs> I I had to say it. I did. I mean, I love that guy's name. It's pretty cool that you actually end up with the name and you're not actually the producer of that uh, adult beverage. Yes. But yeah, so we'll be hearing from Dr. Jack Daniels. He'll be joining us next. And first, we got one item we want to talk about. The University of Wisconsin-Madison will be hosting their annual Agronomy and Soils Field Day. That field day is set for the end of the month, which is Wednesday, August 30th, at the Arlington Agricultural Research Station. <clears throat> the event is free, runs from 8 a.m. till noon, and you'll be doing field tours and presentations along the way. Attendees will get onto the wagons about 8.30 in the morning, 
You'll make four stops, spend about yeah, roughly 40 minutes at each stop. And they'll be talking about new technologies and field crops, integrating new technologies for pest management, alfalfa that's interseeded into corn, and nutrient management. But you must pre-register by August 17th. So if you're interested, register before August 17th. All right, well, we have Mr. Jack Daniels. He'll be coming in next. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Not all agricultural education in the Madison area comes from the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences at the University of Wisconsin. One hidden gem that maybe a lot of people don't know about is the Madison Area Technical College, known now mainly as Madison College. The president of the college is Dr. Jack Daniels. Dr. When you came, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, whatever it was, what was the status of, uh, of ag education at Madison College before we get into the present day? Almost 11 years ago, we were doing some of the same things you'll see out here today. However, there wasn't a, a very strong focus in ag, and I think that has grown over the last 10 years, so that we're actually working with the industry very closely. It was about four or five years, about five years ago, that we had really uh, thought that we would be able to expand to other farmland, especially in the eastern side of our district. But that didn't work out. However, what we do now is really complementary to the industry. Let's talk about that, the, the goal. Your campus, of course, is uh, not where it used to be, downtown Madison, now up by the Madison Airport. A beautiful campus keeps expanding. But these sorts of things aren't cheap to do. Add new programs, add new staff, add new technology. What was the process of getting all that in place? Well, we do 10-year planning, and it's dynamic. And so we look at where the programs are, where's the future. But we count a lot on our advisory committees. Because our advisory committees who are in all the industries are telling us where do we need to be. Where do we need to be in five years, not just tomorrow so that we can plan, and we plan our budgets around those issues too. So it's a full 10-year planning, work with all the schools, uh, and they give a great deal of input into how we should be moving. Tell us about the expansion. What's in place now in the agricultural area? We know you also got food service and things like that, but as far as agricultural training for your student, what kind of programs are in place now at Madison College? Well, a couple of things. We do a lot of the diesel and the trucking type of industry. Uh, the tractors. We had a long-term uh, relationship with John Deere, and numbers of those tractors that we got from them, we would actually have our students work on so they would know what was happening, the functionality, and so forth. So we, we do a lot of that work in terms of that industry. Uh, we have started, and we talk about foods, uh, our art, artisanal butchery, which started about two years ago, and that's really taken off huge amounts. So we know that those areas actually impact the agricultural area. We also do ag business. And part of that agro business, a lot of it comes from our, what we call customized training. And so we do a lot of that for local businesses, uh, whereby we are providing training to them so that they can actually enhance what they do in their farms. Had to find staff. Where in the world did you go to find educators that can teach what they have to teach? Because, uh, again, we're finding teacher shortages. Uh, what did you offer at the college, and where, how far afield did you have to go to find qualified staff? 
You know, we've got a history of over 112 years. And we have done tremendous work in those 112 years. You talk about placement. Our placement after six months is over 93%. We have faculty who come to us who really want to be at the college. And they're committed to teaching. And they come from the industry. And so you get both that commitment from teaching, but also that knowledge base, which is huge, especially for students who are coming out. So fortunately, we haven't had some of the issues that some of our colleagues have had or in other parts of our ed. And we still continue to have quite a few folks who really want to teach. Expand a little more, Doctor, on, on what you all offer. You mentioned the diesel, and you mentioned working with John Deere. But, I mean, co-ops are looking for agronomists and everything else. How far afield and how intense, extensive is your agricultural education program? What kind of offerings do you actually have? Uh, outside of the diesel, uh, there is some ag business that we do, and we do that two ways. Not just through our business department, but we do a lot of the ag business management, but also through our customized training. And those are times where you can take numbers of companies who want to have that type of training. What we're going to be looking at is what is going to be the connection to our secondary schools. Because we know we've got to have that pipeline coming through. Uh, we have academies in many different areas. And we're starting to look at should we actually be moving forward with an academy? And what is going to be relationship with our schools? We talk here in South County, what's the relationship we have with Wisconsin Dales? What's the relationship that we have with Reedsburg um, and those schools themselves? And we've got some excellent people who are working toward how do we move this. As you, as you do this, do you have staff or people that are, have relationships with, say, our area high school agriculture instructors to get them qualified so that their classes are acceptable at Madison College so the students can get uh, AP credits, so to speak, that will be accepted by Madison College in agronomy or things like that? Right, what we call dual credit. And so we work a good deal with all our local school districts. Uh, when we think about Salt County, we think about the northern part of our district. Uh, Shauna Marquardt is really leading that effort and she comes from this area. And so she has those connections and can actually uh, move us to the next level that we need to be moved to. What about your facilities? You don't just uh, you know, say, we'll take that corner of the building and make it agriculture. What did you have to do as far as facilities? Because you need labs in agriculture. You mentioned you're working with John Deere tractors and sprayers and planters and everything else. It takes facilities. It takes facilities, and that's the costly items, capital. Luckily, what we do, we do 10-year planning. And so as we think about that, where do we need to be? Where are the types of facilities? Um, the other thing that's going to be important, especially in the last three years since COVID, uh, you don't have a lot of the uh, necessity for brick and mortar. So if you're not having that, how do you still deliver what we need to do? Uh, and that's tough in agriculture. It's it a hands-on business. It is hands-on. And we recognize that closely. But how can you do hybrid? How can you bring that both together? One of the exhibits here talks about welding. And part of that is, can we do that welding from a simulator? It's hard as heck to do that. But we're looking at what all the possibilities. But also engaging the advisory 
councils so that they're helping us along the way. You got an advisory council, but uh, how much do you rely on? You mentioned John Deere already, but other companies, other organizations to help you with equipment donations, with the, maybe expertise from their companies, maybe some financial aid. Uh, that relationship is invaluable. It is. Uh, and we continue to look for those types of partnerships. Uh, many times they come to us. And so we have that opportunity to, to really push that forward. And that's Dr. Jack Daniels from Madison talking about agricultural education. So thank you, Bob, for catching up with Jack. All right, we've got your morning markets. I see Rocky Olson should be ready for us this morning. He'll be joining us next. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All right, we're at 29 minutes before 6 o'clock Monday morning. Rocky Olson is joining us now from Premier Livestock. And with you, good morning, Rocky. Good morning. So how's the weather over by you? Are you enjoying this fine morning so far? Yep, yep. Wished uh, we would have got some rain yesterday. That would have... Was supposed to happen, but I guess yeah, so. it was really goofy too. It looked like it was going to rain, and then it just didn't. Yep, yeah. it did kind of have that feel yesterday afternoon, like it was going to rain, but yeah, yeah. it wasn't going to, and it didn't. Yeah. Well, let's not you know worry about the weather too much, at least you know from yesterday. But let's jump into those morning markets. Catch us up. What happened last week? What's coming up this week? Uh, thank you, Kristen. Good morning, everyone. This is how last week's auction shaped up first. Well, uh, we sold 3,300 head of livestock last week. Strong markets all week on the fed cattle, Holstein steers, high choice and prime from 150 to 169. Uh, choice beef steers and heifers up to 178. Market cows high yielding from $1.07 to $1.35. Uh, many cows from 85 to 106. Market bulls high yielding from a dollar five to a dollar 29. Uh, certified organic cows sold every Monday high yielding from 130 all the way up to 174. Organic steers up to a dollar 90. Newborn Holstein bull calves continue strong, mostly from 175 to 350 per head. Beef cross calves 350 to 630. This week Tuesday we got a special feeder cattle auction, bred beef cow auction. Uh, call in those advanced consignments. Make sure if you're bringing bread cows, we get them in uh, here on Monday or Tuesday morning by 9 o'clock for preg checks. Then Wednesday, we got our dairy cattle auction. Got a really nice lineup of dairy cattle for this week. We got a complete herd of Holsteins and Red Holsteins, all going to be red factored cows. Very nice herd. Uh, going to be over 42 years of AI breeding. They're going to have an 85 pound tank average with a 4 butterfat and a 150 sow count. If you're looking for nice red and whites you want to look at that herd this week that's for sure herd number two we got a small organic herd going to be crossbred cows fleck v cross normandy cross uh, also offering uh, some organic shorthorn yearling heifers we got some excellent excellent reputation loads of really top end parlor freestall cows for this week we'll have uh, uh, over 80 fresh two and three year olds it'll be the really good kind uh, full listings with details at premier livestock and auctions Com. Questions, call us at Premier at 715-229-2500. Uh, reminder, you still got some time to get that machinery in, guys, but it needs to start coming in uh, pretty quick uh, so we can get all the advertising done and get all the pictures taken here, guys. That's coming up right away on August 25th, that large farm equipment auction, also expecting for, uh accepting farm and ranch items as well. So that's August 25th. Any questions, give us a call, let us know. And, Kristen, that's how it's shaped up. 
Sounds good, Rocky. You have a great day, busy week, and we'll catch you tomorrow morning. All right. Sounds great. Thank you. There he goes, Rocky Olson, over at Premier Livestock this morning. And let's see if Mike Dandry is available. See if he's up and at it and checking on the weather. Good morning, Mike. Uh, no, I'm still sleeping. I was wondering. <laughs> I mean, I know how you are. Yeah, I'm I'm not a morning person. You know, I, I wake up so late. I'm up after the sunrise, mm-hmm. right? That That's how it goes, right? I know. So I've got a joke for you. Uh-oh. Did what? you hear about the meteorologist competition? Uh, were they able to weather the storm? Uh, the losers got precipitation trophies. <laughs> okay, I like that one. I thought that one was pretty good. And it's it's topical being that, well, you know, my area of expertise, of course. Yes, I'm actually, <laughs> I was surprised you didn't get that one. I'm surprised I didn't either. I'm disappointed in myself, but you know what they say, you can't spell disappointment without me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> We <laughs> should almost play a song, you know, talk about me, talk about I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Well, speaking of disappointments, of course, yesterday we missed out on that much-needed rain. That uh, low that brought all that rain just tracked a bit further towards the south than initially anticipated. For today and through most of the work week, we have a predominantly dry pattern ahead, so not really uh, much drought-busting rain will uh, be in the foreseeable future. Otherwise, intervals of clouds and sun for today with highs in the low to mid-80s before tonight, dipping to around the mid to upper 50s. Plenty of sunshine for tomorrow, mid-80s, and Wednesday, maybe just a stray chance at a shower or storm into the afternoon, but starting off the day with plenty of sun. Thursday, again, pretty much a repeat offender, mid-80s, and widespread sun. Friday looks to bring our best chance at showers and storms this week, which will help cool us off a few degrees going into the weekend as we stay dry, with temperatures in the mid to upper 70s, both for Saturday and Sunday. But right now, temperature of 61 degrees in Eau Claire, so it's a pretty comfortable start overall. Yeah, that does sound pretty nice. I just wish that we would have a little bit more rain, and I think I can speak for most of us at that point. Yes. Well, what does a cloud wear under their clothing? Uh, Silver lining? Thunderwear. Wow. <laughs> I, like I don't know that what to one. say to that one. <laughs> you don't know what to say? Well, maybe Mother Nature trying to cover up thunder thighs. I don't Ooh, know. <laughs> oh, wow. You never talk about a woman's thighs. <laughs> well, Mother Nature hasn't been on our good side, so. <laughs> wow. Maybe she'll send us more rain now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think you, you better watch for that bolt of lightning coming yeah. at you now. <laughs> You're probably right. <laughs> what is that movie, uh, The Great Outdoors? He was struck by lightning 66 times. Please don't say that <laughs> mike dandry on the list Check. nope <laughs> i'll run away oh well thanks for that update mike you take care stay safe avoid the lightning strikes yeah you too all right catch you later yep bye there he goes skyward 13 meteorologist mike dandrea this morning and your skyward 13 weather is brought to you by the chilson automotive group 10 percent off msrp on select 2023 jeep compass models uh, at chilson.com And that's your weather on Wax 104.5. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, let's jump into our morning news brought to you by Wisconsin Farmers Union. And Morgan McCarthy joins us now. Good morning, Morgan. It's a busy day from what I can see. So catch us up. What's going on in the newsroom? 
Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. An update out of the weekend brings drownings in Barron County, and now that remains under investigation. It began on Friday. Barron County 911 Center took a call of a person in the water near a running pontoon on Pakegama Lake, north of Chatek. Responders brought 59-year-old Scott Brummond of Chippewa Falls to shore. He was deceased. Now, an empty pontoon located in the area did have a life jacket in the water near it, and then reports came in of another person missing. It was on Saturday that the search continued, and 59-year-old Doug Robinson of Tech was recovered from the lake as the accident remains under investigation. Locally heading into the weekend, responders did confirm that the water operations on Chippewa River concluded with the recovery of Justin View, who had been reported missing after becoming separated from a group that he was tubing with. On the political stage, it could be a busy week. Governor Tony Evers expected to call a special session of the legislature on Tuesday. A number of legislative sources reportedly say the Democratic governor wants to force Republican lawmakers to debate the issue of child care. You may remember Evers pushed for more child Child care funding in the state budget, but the GOP-controlled Budget Writing Committee did remove it this past spring. He said last month he was considering a special session to pass child care funding. Well, check the voter rolls. There'll be fewer names, and that's because the Wisconsin Elections Commission has deactivated more than 100,000 voter records. WEC Administrator Megan Wolf saying that 108,000 people's records were deactivated because they hadn't voted in the past four years and didn't respond to the agency about their voter status. She said those deactivations are required by state law and reflect a combination of voters who have moved to a new address without re-registering, some voters who have died, and those who asked to have their registrations deactivated, others simply just haven't voted. She said voters who have moved can just re-register with a new address. And maybe you enjoyed some cold ones over the weekend? Well, we uh, here like our beer, and we do it pretty well in Scotty, but Grand Rapids, Michigan actually taps in to the best. Voted the best beer city in the U.S. for the third year in a row as USA Today announced that 3 as part of its 10 Best Reader's Choice 2023 Awards. And I don't know if we have a pink beer yet, but the way Barbie's taken over the box office, it could happen. Hey, Barbie, hey, she's so cool. The film is set to earn $54 million in its third week in North America and will cross $1 billion sometime this weekend. Oppenheimer has reached the 500 million global milestone. Meg 2, The Trench, is taking a bite out of theaters with its estimated worldwide box office draw to be north of 120 million. I'm Brooks Walker, NBC News Radio. Barbie may not have the right outfit to take on the chores, but we bring it back to the dolls of the Dairyland. Kristen Smith, Jill Welke, and your Midwest Farm Report is on Wax 104.5. Thank you so much, Morgan. You know, and speaking of those dollar amounts... Jill, there's another chance for people to, I guess, get the Mega Millions. There is. I actually looked it up, and nobody won it for Friday night. It's up to $1.55 billion. What would you do with a $1.5 billion? Now, granted, half of it goes to Uncle Sam. So only like $750 million would be yours. I mean, could you survive on that? I'm pretty sure I could. You think so? I think the first thing I'd do would be to buy a lake. Cream puffs. No, I don't <laughs> want any cream puffs. <laughs> I'd buy a lake that had a lot of good fishing on it. Ooh, you'd buy the lake? Well, why not? <laughs> it's enough money to do that, right? I wonder how much it would cost to buy a lake. Well, I want a big lake, too. <laughs> a big Is, is is the world maps changing? It's no longer lakes or you know Lake Superior. It'll be Lake Jill. Oh no, I don't want Lake Superior. That's a little too big. Oh, that's too big now. And I don't know if I could afford that one. Oh come on! It would be interesting to know how much it would cost. Yes, but I I think 
you know, <clears throat> you talk about sharing with your kids and stuff like that. But, you know, if I bought a lake, I could share the lake with them. Ooh. Probably build a house on the lake. You think? You could You could build a boathouse. So you could travel the lake, and when you want fresh fish, you just go right out your front door. and. Well, right. well and I don't need to really keep all those fish. I just like fish. I like catch and release. It's oh. a lot less work. Hmm. That's what you would do, huh? <laughs> That's what I... What would you do? I would take my coworker on a vacation, of course. <laughs> right. Wow. <laughs> I, I, I'm really... Yes, I'm not if, feeling the love here, Jill. But if I bought a lake... You could come up to the lake and go on vacation. Ooh, okay. I'm liking this. So, Will there know. be cream puffs there? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm going to have them catered in just for yeah, you. Yeah, I know. That's what I was just going to say. You're probably going to have like somebody come in, make them, and say, these are Kristen's. Uh, well, and we'll make, we can make it so you can pick your size. We can Ooh. do different, it might even be different kind of cream that we can put in the puff. And we're going to have pool boys sitting there fanning us down, bonbons, champagne. Of course. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I'd get you. <laughs> well, hey, we got to get to our morning markets. And Jim Lindsay from the Equity Altoona Barn is with us now. Good morning, Jim. And catch us up. What's going on over at the Equity Altoona Barn? Choice beef steers and heifers, $1.45 to $1.77. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, $1.45 to $1.74. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, $1.58 to $1.66. Choice Holstein steers, $1.45 to $1.57. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, $1.44 and down. Top 20% of the cull cows sold from $1.13 to $1.26. We had a top of $1.33. 60% of the cows sold from $74 to $1.12. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from $73 and down. Our next special feeder sale will be Friday, August 11th, starting at noon. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to a pumping sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104 to check out our early consignments or prices from previous sales. Go to the Equity Livestock Market consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. Thank you, Jim. You as well. And now... Jerry Fitzgerald joins us from the Equity Stratford Barn. Good morning, Jerry. Well, good morning to you, ladies. And, uh, well, uh, you're in the same boat I'm in. Uh, you didn't win the big money money lottery either, so you're at work today, and we're calling you too, so we're back to normal. <laughs> well, I, I miss you guys too much otherwise, so I had to come into work. Even if I did win, I'd still probably work. Well, that is really, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm hoping Bob is listening to this, you know, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> I would. I mean, we have all that money. What do you do? I mean, you can only shop and, you know, plan. And once it's done, what are you going to do? So you might as well find something you enjoy and take it and just keep doing it because why not? Yeah, I guess. Well, that's a good idea. But I know if I won the big prize there, first thing I'd do is I'd buy, I'd buy the Milwaukee Brewers so I could fire the manager. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. Well, I'm sure he's sitting there going, great to know. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, like he really cares. But anyway, we don't want to get off on a bad subject. We better talk about livestock. How about we do that? Yep. Sounds good, Jerry. Take it away. All right, Kristen. Thank you. And a very good morning to everyone. And we got a full marketing uh, week on tap here at Equity Stratford. Of course, uh, we run through the sales schedule on Monday. Uh, today, we get started 10 o'clock this morning, and we'll sell the market cattle this morning. Uh, also, we'll be selling some fed cattle today along with the market bulls, baby calves at 11.30 this morning. And uh, not going to be real warm today, so I don't think it's going to be a real big problem moving livestock today, which I always want to get them on the road early in the morning anyway. Tomorrow, Tuesday, we start at uh, uh, 10 o'clock with the hay and bedding auction. We already got 
uh, hay consigned for that sale tomorrow. And at 11 o'clock, we do sell market cattle tomorrow, including organic cattle, uh, which we sell every Tuesday. Wednesday, our auction starts around 10 in the morning, full market day on Wednesday. Of course, with all the market cattle, we do sell most of our fed cattle on Wednesday sales, sheep, hog, and goats, baby calves, and feeder cattle is at 12.30 on Wednesday. And on Thursday, our auction does start at 11 with market cattle and baby calves. And a brief look back at last week, markets continue to be very good on the cow market, uh, conventional cows. These are high-yielding cows last week, mostly from 105 to 129 with a top at 135. Uh, most of the cows last week, they're selling at 83 to 104. Uh, organic cows last week, uh, 155 to 162. Fed cattle, your choice grading Holstein steers are uh, mostly from uh, 142 to 165. Uh, calf market, very strong last week. Again, good quality Holstein bull calves, mostly from 175 to 375, up to 410. And those good quality beef calves, very strong again last week, 300 to 650, up to 690. So we're looking, we'll see what the markets do today. And, of course, we'll be back here tomorrow morning. Tell the folks about that. And, again, folks, a lot of information on our website, Equity Co-op. Click on the Stratford page, and uh, there you'll be with all the information. Like, and we do have a lot of cattle for sale also on a private treaty basis. And I... Uh, I guess, Kristen, with that, we'll turn it back to you. And I do, uh, I was listening before a little bit. Uh, my understanding is that your husband has a birthday today? Yes, he is. He's a year older today. He says not until 3.30 this afternoon, but I'm celebrating early. Well, he really married a younger woman, didn't he? Oh, he did. <laughs> so, well, I like wanna... that comment. We will extend our birthday wishes to him, and you can uh, go home and make him lunch or something, you know. So Well, he's going to be working, and I made the pumpkin bars yesterday, so when I get home, I actually just have to frost them. Well, you guys were talking about cream puffs. What's wrong with pumpkin bars, man? They're, they're oh, just good. yeah, the real cream cheese frosting. Double that up. Oh, boy. Well, anyway, you ladies have a nice day, and again, we'll be back here to tell the folks about how the market is doing, and enjoy the day. Sounds good. Thanks so much, Jerry. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald at the Stratford Equity Barn. And like he said, today is my husband's birthday. Happy birthday again to my husband. Jill, when's your birthday? This is my birthday month. This is your birthday month. Yeah, but what day is your birthday? <laughs> well, I get the whole month for it to be my birthday month. Isn't it August 28th? No. No. It's August 31st. Oh, the 31st. Oh, I won't be here that day. Aww. So we've got 24 days until your birthday. Uh, yeah. 85 days until Halloween. Okay. And 140 days until Christmas. Wow. <laughs> you always do look ahead, don't you? <laughs> I'm barely happy if I know what's going on for the day. I'm already like looking at school, lunches. I'm like, I'm already planning my Christmas. I'm almost getting my New Year's Eve party ready. Wow. I'm on top of it this year. So am I invited this year? Oh, of course. As long as you bring. As long as I bring cream puffs. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I think that'll work. Or the pool boys, you know, with champagne. <laughs> I'll take that, too. I mean, the cream puffs can be on the side, then. But I got to win the $1.5 billion. Well, we got to go buy tickets. Okay. All right. So we're going to get ready to head on out here shortly. Not right now, because we still like you guys too much. So, yeah, we've got a lot more coming up right here on Wax. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Dan Anderson, our state forage specialist, joins us on our next Grow Alfalfa update program once again. And Dan, we've turned the calendar page. We're into August. Does that mean we should uh, do any activity out in those pastures and other uh, forages? Uh, yes, Bob, absolutely. 
if you uh, go out in most of these pastures, you'll generally see a, a taller green ring of grass around a cow pie, and uh, that tells you that some nutrients uh, leach from the cow pie into the soil and and the grass grew because it had nutrients. All of your pasture could be that tall and green if it had had adequate nutrients. The biology is that grasses will take up all of the nitrogen available in the first one or two growth cycles of the season. And by fall, they're deficient on nitrogen. So it's really important to think about putting on 30 or 40 pounds of nitrogen per acre right now during the month of August, preferably early August, and give that grass a chance to grow. Our data has shown that by putting 30 or 40 pounds of nitrogen on, we'll get, uh, depending on the rainfall, one to two tons of additional forage off that pasture. So it's, it's very worthwhile doing, especially with the high hay prices that we have around. The important thing is to uh, think about putting it on as quickly as possible. Obviously, the longer we wait, the more we're going to run into cooler or colder weather. And when that starts, then the grasses will quit growing. So it, at this time of year, it's important to get that nitrogen fertilizer on as quickly as possible. And then to consider uh, breaking the pastures up a little bit with electronic fencing or something so that we're allocating the amount of forage we give the animals. But at any rate, $30 worth of nitrogen fertilizer will give us an extra one to two tons of forage on those pastures, and uh, that certainly is cheap hay for us uh, this year. Yeah, that pencils out, that's for sure. Thanks, Dan. So again, time to fertilize out in those fields. Dan Undersander, our state forage specialist, with us on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program. And it's that time of the morning to check in with your morning markets. On the Chicago Board of Trade, your December corn was unchanged at 497. Your December oats were up a penny at 440. Your November beans took a hit on the overnight down 26 cents to 1306. Your December soybean meal was down $6.40 a ton to 391.30 a ton. Your December wheat was up 11 at 672. Country elevators in the area, Golden Plump in Arcadia is at 528 for corn. Baldwin's at 455 for corn, 1267 for beans. Wheat and grain in Chippewa Falls and in Connorsville, five dollars for corn, 1258 for beans. Duran, Mondovi, Elmwood, 460 and 1267. Fall Creek is at 450 and 1257. Osseo's at 480 and 1267. Northside and Loyal's at 510 and 1278. Northside and Arcadia's at 512 for corn, 1308 for beans. Elk Mound is at 497 and 1262. Sparta's at 491 and 1335. Ellsworth is at 440 and 1257. Ethanol plants in the area. Boyceville's at 510. Stanley, 515. New Richmond, $5. Switching to the dairy, uh, yeah, dairy side. Barrel cheese down a nickel on Friday to a dollar seventy-seven and a half. Your blocks were up a half a cent to a dollar ninety-six and a half. Your double A grade butter was up a half a cent to two sixty-two, and your class three futures for August up eleven at seventeen twenty. September up twenty-nine at seventeen forty-eight. October up thirteen at seventeen eighty. November up eleven at eighteen eleven. December was up three at eighteen ten, and then those markets were mostly upward into twenty twenty-four. That's a look at your morning markets. We're going to be at a high of 83 today, partly sunny. Right now, we're around 60 degrees, looking for a nice day. So get outside, enjoy. 
You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed and Montovi. And the Chilson family of Ram dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadah. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.